1: Salakata back on the fangirl at 2 a.m. Pat Boyle will be on at 2 a.m. Filling in for me on the overnight. By the way, do we have word? Did Keith
2: have, uh, does his wife have the baby, Connor? I haven't seen an email or anything. I have not heard anything, so I don't think so.
1: Okay. Well, we're waiting. I'm here for Keith McPherson. Usually does the evening, so I'll be here for a while while he's on paternity leave. But uh, uh, wishing, obviously, him and his wife the best while they are away here. Hopefully everything goes okay, and we'll get you in the news once, uh, in fact, they do have the baby. 877-337-6666. Mets were off. Get set for a 10-game West Coast road trip tomorrow night. Yankees get pounded by the twins at the stadium. Shocker. You know what? Shake it off and move on. Matt is calling from New City. What's up, Matt?
3: What's up, South Paternity Leva? My son was born. I went to work about an hour later.
1: Uh, I, I feel like I might have done, I think I had two days uh myself but i that was before you know i, I think we had anything I, I don't know but look you you get the time take it i'll tell you what my wife wishes i took some time
3: yeah i'm with you. i work a lot myself i uh if i spent more than two days with a newborn in the house i'd, I'd be looking to run to work but uh <laughs> exactly right that's I right I think... when you were talking about the uh weekend plans i have little kids too and it's always like, all right, well, if we go here, I'll be back for the game. It's always calculating how I can watch a game.
1: Right, there's always an angle. Not, not that my wife, I mean, she probably is on a move by now and doesn't say anything, but uh, I'm trying to make it like, oh, yeah, we'll push it to Sunday because of the bad weather. Meanwhile, I just want to watch that Knicks game in peace. Of course, I
3: same thing with me. But uh, I was thinking with the Yankees, like, a loss like this tonight is much easier, in my opinion, to take than those, you lose a heartbreaker, your team plays well, but you lose 4-3 in the bottom of the ninth. Like, You knew you lost in the first inning. The game was over. You know, most Yankee fans know like you're not going to get away with smoke and mirrors with this pitching rotation all year. Like eventually you're going to get nights like tonight. That's why you got to weather the storm. Wait for guys to come back. And yeah, young pitchers who don't have a lot of fanfare are going to have nights like this. It's, you know, ridiculous if you but, don't
1: expect it. But he was great the first two nights. So it's okay if you go over overall three starts, you get two good ones, one bad one. All right, it happens. You're not going to, like you said, you're not going to get that type of performance every night. It was something, though, that I brought up with Omar Manaya yesterday when we had him on was if he was concerned a little bit about the depth in that Yankees starting rotation. I mean, that's one thing you look at and you say, eh, you know, behind Cole right now and Cortez, obviously, you trust him but it could be a little dicey with Clark Schmidt. Now with Brito, if he's not doing what he's doing, you know, they need to get Rodone back. That's why they went out and got him. They were built to have Rodone or Luis Severino in that rotation as well. So the Yanks, you know, that could be an area where maybe they find themselves in a little bit of trouble. But for now, I'm just going to chalk it up to one bad start and, you know, they'll be fine.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could get away if you got four somewhat dependable starters to plug and play with a fifth starter. But if, three, you know, Three out of your five starters, you, you, you know, you're playing games with. You're going to get nights like this. It's it is what it is.
1: And usually, and thanks for the call, Matt. Usually, it's not as bad as the nine-run first inning where it takes you out of the game. Essentially, all right, you have a rough start, three, four runs, whatever. You give up five runs over the course of six innings. Well, the Yankees have enough offense to overcome that. They've done that plenty. But this was not one that was able to be overcome. Even against the Twins, this was the true test. It's like this was the only way possible for the Twins to win a game against the Yankees. Have to put them out in the top of the first. Not five, not six, nine. That's the only way they have a chance to keep the Yankees down. Anything less than that, it would have felt like, oh, the Yankees will come back, no big deal. Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee. What's up, Mitchell?
4: Mr. Sal Licata, it's nice to hear you on a normal hour from, you know, before not so overnight. You sound great, Sal. You look like you got more energy and you're uh, you're enjoying it. Sal, I
1: do. You. Thank you, Mitchell. Were you at the game tonight?
4: No, Sal. Actually, I did not go, but I am going tomorrow night because it's bobblehead night, so that's great, Sal. Ooh, a big
1: one. one. Tino Martinez bobblehead.
4: That's right, Sal. You said you want to go to a game. I do have an extra ticket Tuesday night. Think about it. Is it playing?
1: What, what's the bobblehead Tuesday? What's the giveaway?
4: No giveaway.
1: Oh, just no, just I'm not going. It. Hey, have you have you been yet? Have you tried some of the new food out? No, I haven't
4: tried the food out because I got there late, but I'm going to try it tomorrow night. I'll, what's
1: the big, what's update. the new thing? Like at uh, City Field, I had that Jacob's pickle, spicy chicken sandwich with the donut. Oh, my God, it was delicious. What's the new thing at Yankee Stadium this year? Do you know?
4: No, Sal, I haven't because, honestly, I got there late. I went to my seat center, but I'll give you an update when I talk to you. Okay, okay. yeah,
1: so I, I look forward that. to that.
4: Now, one thing first. I know you went to the game on Saturday, the Mets. What was the big thing about the new? How is the new scoreboard at Citi Field? Is it that nice?
1: Yes, it's beautiful. It looks too big ah. in pictures. In person, it's beautiful. It's perfect.
4: Okay, good. Now let's get to the Yankees, for a minute, So, you know, everyone's calling the Yankees. Look, they had a. You
1: sound a little tonight. under the weather. What do you got? A little cold
4: going on? Yeah, a little, a little allergies
1: Oh, ah, okay. See, I know this, Mitchell. I noticed.
4: Hey, Sal, hey, Sal, so, so the wife called me tonight. She says. Uh, uh, you're going. you going to Sesame Place. You better watch. It's gonna rain, Saturday and
1: sunny. You might get lucky on both days, Sal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, no, I don't. And
4: with uh, the car seat too, Sal. Let's keep it up
1: backwards, not forward. I know. Yeah, that's right. You still got to clean up some of the, uh, you know, the the vomit. Uh, that, you know, that was that was an ugly situation. I appreciate that Mitchell was giving me a ride home from the airport, and my daughter got car sick at the last minute. Oh man, that was uh, it was funny from my perspective, but not for you. I know.
4: Sal, but here's the whole thing. The Yankees <laughs> just have to wait. Well, Darwin should be back soon, and Seve steady now said he's throwing. You put those guys in there, it's early. Everyone can worry so early. You haven't played a month yet of baseball. Everyone just sit back, enjoy the games, and worry about this in another two months. You worry about what you got to do. And every both teams are going to be good. The Mets are going to be fine. The Yankees are going to be fine. And, you know, you're probably right. They're going to probably call up some of their you know, their prospects, the Mets. And the Yankees might call up another one or two of there they're, they're fine. Every, it just amazes me. Everyone that calls up and complains over and over and over, it just gets to be the point where it gets to be, it's like, it's not even hard to listen to everyone call in because, You can't
1: win every game, Sal. You just can't win every game. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. You can. not Thank you for the call, Mitchell. You can't win every game. But what we do as fans is react to every game. That we can do. Overreact, underreact, whatever. We react to every game. It's fun. That's what we do as fans. So when you see a a pounding like that last night, it is a little startling. And then you start to think, well, Brito, if he's not okay. I mean, look at the Yankees rotation behind Colin Cortez right now. Schmidt, Herman, Brito, you really trust those three guys? They need Rodon and, and Sevy back. Definitely Rodon. Because you get Cole, Rodon, and Nestor, and now you're okay. It's amazing too how you could never have enough pitching. It is not cliche. It is not hyperbole. You could never have enough starting pitching. You think that there are times you think, man, Yankees, Mets, whoever, they're eight, nine deep. And then first week of the season, before you, everything gets underway, guys are dropping like flies. I mean, the Mets lost two-fifths of their starting rotation before they even played a game with Quintana and Verlander going down. Not to mention Carrasco, who can't get an out. As I was saying earlier in the week, Verlander's out. Quintana is out. Carrasco can't get an out. That's a problem. And with the Yankees, you know, Rodon, Sevy, they go down. Rodon had injury questions coming into the year, so it was unfortunate to see his issues. Then he you know, was dealing with the arm stuff, then he's got the stiff back. Hey, look, you got to get out there. Let's go. Mike is calling from New Jersey. Mike.
5: Hey, Sal, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: How are you, Mike? What's on your mind?
5: Not much, man. Listen, you were just talking about what's new and cool at Yankee Stadium when it comes to food.
1: Yeah, what do we got oh, this year?
5: I got wanna give a shout out to my buddy Christian Petroni, uh local Bronx chef. He's uh, he's a celebrity on the Food Network right now. You have to go find this garlic bread at Yankee Stadium. Garlic bread? Garlic bread, garlic bread at Yankee Stadium. I'm telling you this is the best thing you'll ever eat. Is it just Stadium.
1: like plain garlic bread or we got something on it or what?
5: Baked garlic bread like a pizza. It's got melted cheese on it, it's got grated Parmesan salad, I'm telling you, it's mm. spectacular.
1: Sounds good, but it also sounds like I might need a nap afterward, not want to watch a ball game necessarily. Although this game I might have fallen asleep in. I mean,
5: the game we had today, you could have used it right about around the first inning.
1: Yeah, I would have been. I'll tell you, if I were at that game, I would have been making the rounds, checking out every food stand, every every drink spot, every food stand possible. Let me try it all while I'm here because i got nine innings to test it out. This game's over.
5: I'm just glad I'm going tomorrow for the Tino Bobblehead Day. I'm glad that they got it out of their system today. But I just, can I make one, one point, one thing I just want to say? Yeah. Let's, everyone, every Yankee fan out there, let's back off Anthony Volpe for a little bit. The kid's 21 years old. But who's, right? getting,
1: who's getting on him? I don't think everybody's getting on Volpe.
5: You guys, I know a lot of Yankee fans are already saying the kid's betting 143. He, has, he doesn't have an RBI, he hasn't hit a home run. Let the kid B, The kid's going to be the next great thing. Just give him time. And I know Yankee Stadium, Sal. You know Yankee Stadium, too. They're going to
6: boo him at some
1: point. No, they you know can't do that. I would Even I would be shocked if the Yankees fans did that. And thank you for the call, Mike. Look, it was bad enough booing Aaron Judge. I can't even I, I laugh. saying Bad enough booing Aaron Judge somehow covered off of a record-breaking season. I mean, in the postseason. Think about that. The guy hit 62. Breaks a record. You're booing him in the postseason. I mean, that is rough. Even I will bet. And I love booing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I don't love booing, but I believe in booing because there's a reason. We're not making stuff up here. There's a reason why we boo. You know, Darren Ruff was all upset. All oh, the media creates this narrative, and then the fans follow it. No, it's pretty simple, Darren. You're getting paid to do a job. If you don't do the job, there's a good chance you're going to get booed because we care about what happens with our sports teams. However, I would draw the line at a guy who hits 62 freaking home runs in the regular season. I don't think he's eligible to be booed at any point. I would be stunned if Yankee fans booed Volpe. No way. You have to understand he's getting acclimated, trying to get his you know, feet wet here at the big league level. Hopefully he figures it out. If not, they're going to have to make a decision eventually to send him down. But right now the Yankees are counting on getting him going at the big league level. You just don't want this to spiral. If this continues for another month, two months, and all of a sudden you're in a June and Volpe's hitting the buck 60, now you've got a problem. Because you don't want to ruin his confidence. I also think he's going to be fine. But you can't boo Anthony Volpe. And no, yeah, I don't know where you're getting at. Yankee fans are getting on him. Media may be bringing it up because it's factually correct that he's off to a slow start. No big deal, but he's off to a slow start. I'm not sure I'm into the garlic bread. I mean, I might I do like garlic bread. Connor, your thoughts on this, you're a big Yankee fan. Have you been out to the stadium yet this year?
2: I went uh, last Monday night. good experience, but I think garlic bread at a game mm. is a little bit of a bougie thing. I, I'm more of like a hot dog maybe some popcorn, simple. a beer. Simple simple stuff. Old school ballpark foods.
1: Agreed. However, there are some, new, like, would you go chicken sandwich? Do you go burger or steak sandwich? Like, what's the popular thing at Yankee Stadium?
2: The popular thing I think are the big chicken buckets, which are pretty Ooh, good.
1: Big chicken bucket? What kind of chicken are we talking
2: I think it's like chicken fingers. Now, I haven't been to the stadium where I got a bucket in a long time, but it's like, I think chicken fingers, you get some fries, it oh, comes with a soda. So like that. I'm in for that. That's it, not a typical ballpark meal, I don't think. What kind of fries Connor, do you know? That I don't know, to be honest. Because it
1: depends. Like, I had the Nathan's crinkle cut at City Field the other day. However, I also like what used to be called box frites, which were more like well-done and crispy. I'm a big steak fry well-done, though. It's got to be well-done. I need the crisp. I can't have soggy. Although, if it is soggy, it's got to be Nathan's. So, this would be, I'd be curious to see what the bucket of uh, chicken tendies and fries are looking like. Out of Yankee Stadium. But isn't there some kind of like burger
2: or steak sandwich that's supposed to be great? They,
1: I got to look at the list of foods.
2: They do have like steak sandwiches. You can get, I think, smoked brisket both hmm. at City Field and Yankee Stadium. But to me, it's that's just it's too much. It's taking away from the game. Just get a hot dog, a beer, French fries, and people that get wine at the baseball game or at any game in general. That is a really, really bougie move. You cannot have one. And I love wine. You can't have wine at a sporting event. Okay, so
1: I will educate you here, Connor, uh, at the game on Saturday. Now, I took my wife, and I will admit I felt a little odd purchasing wine, but my wife is not going to be drinking beer. That's just not her thing. So we had two things at one. Is that acceptable, or is that still bougie?
2: I think if you bring your wife, your girlfriend, and they want wine, they can have wine. And uh, then maybe even if you're with your girlfriend or wife, you can also get wine if they get wine. If you're there by yourself or with your friends... You have to get a beer. Are you uh, are you single, married? What you do? Single, single guy. Yeah, well, so maybe I don't. I don't fully understand. Correct. The wine. You then. do not understand.
1: <laughs> now I will say the best thing about being married. Uh, let me rephrase that. One of the great things about being married, because really being married, there's nothing better than that. One of the great things I was learning on Saturday, where my wife was cold at the game. So was I, but I wasn't. You know, I don't want to really leave the game early because hey, you know I can't do that. I'm on the fan. I'm on SNY. I, I get caught leaving that game. Hey, where are you going, do You're leaving a game early? What kind of fan are you? But my wife, who was cold, hey, look, my wife needs to go. I'm sorry. I got to leave. The best part I found being married and taking your spouse to a game is that that could be a convenient excuse for getting the hell out of there, which I did. I flew home Saturday after that. I left in the seventh inning. See you later. Wife's cold. I got to go but I'm all into and I used to not be at all. I'd go to the games when I was younger, guess what? To go watch the game. Now it's all about everything but watching the game. Food, drink, where you're hanging out because they make it so nice. It's an outing. It's not even about the game. But I want to try the new spots. You know, like I said, I hit up City Field so far and I tried that Jacob's pickle sandwich and it was it lived up to the hype. Unlike Francisco Alvarez or Anthony Volpe at the moment, that sandwich lived up to the hype. Got to find out what the what the deal is at Yankee Stadium. Ted is calling from Bellrose. What's up, Ted?
7: Well, you're going on right now, man. I tell you, I needed to get on the phone with you a little bit, um, talk a little Mets, actually. But at first, let me just say, for those knee-jerk Yankee neurotic, uh, you know, armchair quarterbacks, after the fact, just put the game tonight to bed and take three out of four, and nobody's going to even remember the 11-1 game. So, you know, they've been winning three out of four, two out of threes up until now. I don't know what the hell the uh, the calamity or the sudden, uh, you know, the seismic. Yeah, well,
1: you, you know, it's, it's, you you might remember It's like seeing a comet. I mean, how often does that happen? The Yankees get beat by the Twins like that, no less.
7: Well, anyway, like I said, thank God it's only the this- – you know, two and a half weeks into the season, but let's you and I talk a little Mets. And by the way, if you're a New York sports fan, things are really starting to brim now. I mean, you, I mean, I, I never thought about six months ago, we'd be thinking three hockey teams in the playoffs and two basketball teams in the playoffs. So things are going to be rocking and rolling here over the next uh, couple of weeks. And hopefully a lot further than that.
1: Agreed. Now we may have a quick exit with both the Nets, potentially the Knicks, uh, and obviously one of the Rangers or Devils is going to be out. Islanders are not going to be favored against Carolina. So we may have quick exits for all, but maybe one of these teams, but it's going to be fun for now going into it for the next couple of weeks.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. But let, let, us talk a little Mets. Actually. Um, I'm a second year, 20 game season member. And, um, by the way, you were talking about the food. Um, I had to send Aramark, a, uh, a rather concerning email because I was uh, had to return food on two occasions: opening day and the other night against San Diego because it came in a little cold. And I said, "Guys, this is not how you want to treat a season."
1: Ted, guy. come on, suck it up. You're at a ball game; just eat it. It's a
7: little cold. I mean, what are we doing here? Sal, when you want to sit down before a game in the Metropolitan Grill, I'm not. Talk- I'm not a hot dog and uh beer kind of guy when I go to games.
1: This is I a like restaurant it.
7: now? Yes, this is at the Metropolitan Caesars Grill in left field. Okay. Okay, so that's how I like to enjoy my sporting events. Enjoy, fill up, then I'll have a nice little one of those nice signature Field of Dreams cocktails for $19 where you keep the um, – you keep the souvenir glass, whatever. do you go
1: sit in the stands and watch the game after that, or you sit in the the room and watch it? How does that work
7: no no no, 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 no. i'm 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 at the seat, I'm at the seat, I'm right behind third base. I mean, I've got a nice view uh beautiful, nice experience. I tell you what Unfortunately, I have a disability, but Uncle Stevie's got so many handicapped parking spaces right over there that I literally all I have to do is walk maybe. A hundred feet. I'm inside the building, up the elevator. That's how I want to work.
1: It's through. great. No, that's nice. Now but, were you did you go you go back to Shea, going again? Like were you a Diamond Club guy?
7: Um, you wanna know something? I did go a couple of times. Diamond, you can't compare the Diamond Club with the Metropolitan Grill. I mean it's it is night and day.
1: Interesting. Um, I've never eaten there. I've been inside the Metropolitan Grill. I've never eaten there though.
7: But here's what I will tell you order the burger. It's an eight-ounce. It's it, it's not pre-cooked eight-ounce. When they deliver it to you, that is a cooked medium-well 8 ounce, Or I mean, you know. Oh, well, it's a, is
1: it the Pat LaFrieda burger? I want that Pat LaFrieda burger everybody's talking about.
7: I, I feel like I'd yeah, rather have that, that
1: out in the stands.
7: That's not bad either, actually. But hmm. uh, the other night, think about this now. Evaluating the two out of three we won against San Diego. Monday night, nice, tidy shutout. Tuesday night was the game I went to. They had the bases loaded in the first inning, came away with a donut. I said to my friend, This doesn't look good. I said, We don't, you know, you got to score two runs when you got these guys on the ropes early. Wednesday, how they won that game, I have no idea. But the only guy who did damage, well, two guys, the leadoff hitter went deep Tuesday night, and Soto went deep Wednesday. All things considered, Peterson pitched very well Tuesday night. McGill pitched very well Wednesday. And yet we're we're in a state of flux because we've only got one guy batting over three hundred in Sterling Marte. McNeil is in the two fifties, and everybody else still doesn't have their uh, Well, you
1: know, they're, they're not they're not hitting well, and thank you for the call, Ted. Appreciate you checking in. They're not hitting well at the moment, but this was a team that wasn't built well. They'll argue that they were because they love the analytics and the guys who walk and grind at bats, Nemo, Canna, Vogelback. As I roll my eyes here, you can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes at the thought of Daniel Vogelback. What does he do? He walks. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's what you want. More guys who walk. How about guys who actually hit? Last I checked, walks don't score runs. Hits do. Oh, walks as good as a hit? Yeah, with nobody on. Well, nobody on a walk is as good as a single. That's it. But the Mets are an okay offensive team. Small sample size, so you're not going to go nuts one way or another. But when you don't have the pitching that they're supposed to have, it's magnified even more. And now they're starting to get settled in with the pitching with Peterson and Tyler McGill looking good. Their last McGill last couple times out. Peterson last time out. Look pretty good, and they did it against a good Padres team. They need that to continue. That's how the Mets won 101 games last year, starting rotation. Certainly not their offense. The offense is two guys, Lindor and Alonso. I mean, I guess Marte and Nimmo to a certain extent as well, but the two big bats in that lineup that are going to drive runs in are Lindor and Alonso. Obviously, McNeil, the batting champion a year ago, he can hit. He's a clutch guy, too, but you know what I'm talking about. The two impact bats in that lineup are Lindor and Alonso, and the Mets will go offensively as those two go. The good news is those two guys are studs. They put up consistent numbers year in, year out. No reason to think they wouldn't do it again. But until they get going, the lineup right now isn't good enough, which is why you have fans talking about Beatty and Mauricio and Vientos. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday night, Sal on the fan.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Sal, i got it back on the fan. Before I get back to the calls, and I'll do that in just a second here, Connor plays this music, I'm sure, by accident, whatever, just in the the mix. But I was listening to, for some reason, well, here's the reason. It was a summery day, very hot, and then I was thinking about some summer songs. And for some reason, I wanted to listen to Mace. So I was like, you know, hey, Siri, I don't want to whisper it because I don't want to have the thing go off. Play Mace Hits. So it was playing Mace. Oh, look, see the stupid thing's going off already. So it was playing um, Mace Hits. And then I went from that, once that finished up, I was like, all oh, let's see what you know, P. Diddy's got in store because it was, you know, some of those songs that I, that I liked. And then it reminded me as I was listening to these songs, P. Diddy has to be the worst, most successful rapper of all time, I mean, he is horrible, horrible at rapping. Whether he's writing it or not, his performance—he's horrible. Like I legitimately believe I'm a better rapper and probably a better writer than P. Diddy. And I'm not—you know—I'm not very good, but I believe I'm better than he is. Now he's very successful. He's great, and I do love him. I love Diddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever he's calling himself these days. I do love him, but he is a bad rapper. My goodness, is he bad? Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Philip is calling from Freeport. What's up, Philip?
6: He is bad, Sal. <laughs>
1: Isn't he? Yeah. Like, actually well, listen like, to he's, it. He's
6: an ambassador, like, just like, you know, uh, Flip Mosquad, you know, with uh, Buster Ryan. Oh, no,
1: I'm not going to dispute that. But like, Bad Boy Records, and I love the show that he used to have on MTV. Like, I love everything about P. Diddy, except, and I even like some of his songs. But his actual ability to rap is just right. not there.
6: Like, like I, I've for the been level. The music business thirty-five years, by the way. For the le- what is? I th- I've been in business thir- thirty-five years as a uh, executive in the music business. Oh really?
1: So then you oh. would know. I had no idea, fellow, But I you a, a,
6: a, a Bone Toss and Harmony, Common Sense, Fat Joe. Oh, you worked with these guys? guys all, all of them. Really? You're right. Oh yeah, and and he <laughs> He's terrible. He's well, he's just
1: not a good one. You're right. I mean, see, now I get the expert. I, I knew what I was talking about. So he, for, and, and when I say he's terrible, I mean, like, relative to the success that he's had. Like, he is right. such a huge business guy. I know he that he has been promoted
6: a big a, promoter, by the way. He, he, he got his chops being, being a
1: promoter. Right, a promoter and a producer. I get that. But then he tries to come out and be on, as Shug Knight said, in the records. And, and he's just terrible. not, he's not good. I'm sorry.
6: Know your lane.
1: Know your lane. Hey, but good for him. He still had some hits, and his first album wasn't a bad one. He's just not—he's not a great rapper. No. You want to give me a chance, Phil? But were you still—you still, you still you in the business, what? or are you retire?
6: <laughs> you know what? I, I love the business, by the way. It's a very tough business, by the way. You know, any what business that very high, high octane is not tough. What, what do you do? I mean, it's very tough.
1: All right, you know how many people told me, oh, you're going to get into sports talk radio? Good luck. That's a tough business. That's impossible. You'll never be on the air. Oh, yeah? How about
6: now? How about Look about at me now. now? But, but you know what, Sal? You're you really sound You're so good. I'm not trying to kiss your butt. You really are good in SNY. You are fantastic, Sal. Thank you. Very, you know why? Because you're very level. You, you never jump up, never jump down. Right in the middle, Tom. No one ever says anything about that, by the way. I, I, I find that very. You know, unbelievable. Like, you know, J.J. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm very even killed and level-headed. Uh, that's the way people describe yeah, me all the time.
6: Asset. But yeah. getting it right to the Yankees, right? Look, these guys have Bader out, uh, Rodan out. And, by the way, here's, well, who would you put in, Philip? First of all, Brian Cashman is tremendous. Where he, we all have a Achilles heel, right, Sal? So, we all have something that we, we're not that good at.
1: Right. Even if, even like P. Diddy bad. with rapping. Right. right. Yeah.
6: <laughs> exactly. Like, here's Brian's problem. He absolutely stinks. He is horrendous with pitching. His Look at this guy, uh, French. That's where he really excels. He always brings somebody out of nowhere. But with pitching, terrible. He's never been good with this. He just, if you look at his record... Now he's very successful.
1: Correct. Michael Pineda, Sonny Gray of recent memory, hey, yeah. oh, wow. uh, James Paxton. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, there have been, been some big misses there. He's, try, he's been trying to get that young, controllable starter for a while, even Severino. And, I, and, and not that that's really his fault necessarily because Seve had the stuff, but he couldn't God. stay healthy. God, he's always hurt. My God, he's always hurt. I know. No, but, but Cashman have, is but good for ask me
6: this one, Sal. Yeah. Well, who would you put in? Very fair point. Mike Francesa, obviously, we can bring him. Okay. Maybe bad. (laughs) Sorry. No, I love Mike. Are you kidding me? But he always said this. I'll tell
1: you this. There's no bigger fan of Mike Francesa than me. And that is... uh,
6: Here's what Mike would say. Okay, you want to fire a catcher? Who would you put in? And every single call would go, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, uh. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, he has never had a losing season, uh, uh, Brian. Not one. Now that's something to look at.
1: But well, who's saying Cashman's not good this year? I mean, I know in the off season it's popular and talking you about hear, that. You
6: hear this chirping, isn't it? Come on,
1: Sally Well, Fox. think about think about the the Rays though. What the Rays have been able to do, Philip. How do you do, how do you explain that? And thank you for the call. How do you explain what the Rays have been able to do? And look, that that's why it's silly because we, we hold the Yankees to an unrealistic standard. Any team would sign up, any team in any sport, as a matter of fact, would sign up for the Yankees' level of sustained success. There isn't one that would turn it down. However, because of the dynasty in the 90s, because of the 2009 World Series championship, because they are the Yankees and their history and their greatness, because of the payroll, the pinstripes, whatever, they are held to an unrealistic impossibly high standard to where if you don't win the World Series every year, it is a failure. And now we're going on the longest drought that we've seen where the Yankees haven't been to a World Series since 2009. One thing, if they get there and lose, they haven't been to one. So fans are frustrated. They're the Yankees. It's almost like the World Series can't exist without the Yankees in it. It was that way basically in the 90s. know, mid to late 90s with the dynasty, early 2000s. Even, Even with losing them, they were there. But it hasn't been like that. Some of it's bad luck. Some of it's bad, you know, not putting together a good enough team. But their level of sustained success is unmatched. Eddie's calling from Waldwick, New Jersey. What's up, Eddie?
8: Hey, Sal, I'm a big fan. I know you're a Ranger fan. I know you appreciate the Islanders and what they did when you went out there. John Ledecky is the best owner in sports.
1: Congratulations to Mr. Ledecky, the Islanders organization, on making the postseason and getting that seventh spot, avoiding the Bruins.
8: And I think they are a the sleeper. I was watching NHL Network not getting any respect. We have a great goaltender, and we have Barzell and Romanoff coming back And the Devils.
1: When's Barzell? He's coming back just for the playoffs? Did he come back in the regular season here?
8: No, he's skating now, so they're saying he's hopefully to be back for the game one.
1: Wow, I didn't even know that. I didn't think he was back at all, and I was correct. He wasn't back, but I didn't know he was coming back.
8: Yeah, that's what they're saying. I mean, hopefully, but uh, Rangers and Devils are going to go six or seven because that's just a rivalry.
1: I would be be stunned if that win any less than that. You're right. I mean, that's going to be a tough series. For ball. I joke around and say the Rangers are going to win, and I do think the Rangers are going to win, but that's going to be a, a hard-fought series. So, yeah, they yeah. could go six, and se- six or seven, no doubt.
8: And I think the Islanders can beat Carolina. I think we have the goaltending advantage. Sorokin is unbelievable. I mean, it's going to be close games when, and, and we'll go from there. But uh, Put it this way, the, the Islanders, Islanders
1: I'm with you, Eddie. I, I think the Islanders have a chance. It may be a puncher's chance, but they have a chance because of, of Sorokin. Yes. Plus, and, plus, you know better than anybody, UBS is going to be on fire. I mean, there's oh, yeah. that place is going to be on fire. It's a great building anyway. It's a very passionate fan base. Back in the postseason, this is a, it, it's not, like, if it were the Bruins, I'd say, eh, this is as close to a, a, an yes. unwinnable series as possible. This is a winnable series for them.
8: Yes, it's it cost me 600 from my daughter and I for game three already, so I understand. How'd
1: you get them? You went through, <laughs> you had them yeah. UBS or you went through secondary sites?
8: No, secondary,
1: yeah. $300 apiece? Uh,
8: It's like two-something, but. Uh, All right, in game know, three, you'll be, be there. there. Yeah, I you know, big fans that we have. Oh, that you now. you gotta do but. it. Hey, you don't know yeah. when this you don't know when this happens,
1: Eddie, and good luck to your Islanders. We appreciate you taking the time to call. I want to see the Islanders and Rangers in the second round. And that's where to me the good luck for the Islanders runs out. I can't can't root against the Rangers, of course, in that one. But I'm I'm happy the Islanders made it. This is the scenario I wanted. I wanted them to make it and be in the bracket with the Rangers and Devils, setting up potential um Not the exact order, but the potential path that the Rangers went through in 94, beating the Islanders, sweeping the Islanders in that first round, and then taking out the Devils in the Eastern Conference Finals. Last time all these teams were in, 1994. Start to draw some comparisons. Maybe it's a little bit of magic. We want the cup! But UBS will be rocking. And and look, hockey upsets happen all the time. I would not be stunned in the least if the Islanders beat the Canes. Matter of fact, I'll probably bet the Islanders to beat the Canes. Setting up a dream matchup. Wouldn't it be fitting this year, too, with all the stuff for me personally? You know, going out to the Islanders owner's suite, putting the jersey on, taking all sorts of crap from Ranger fans. Islander fans hate me because I'm a Ranger fan. Ranger fans hate me because I wore an Islander shirt. I mean, God, it'd kill me. But that's what I want. I want the Islanders Rangers matchup. 877 337 66. 66. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Salacata on the fan. Salacata back on the fan. 877 337 6666. Go until 2 a.m. Me and you. Your calls until then. Talking all things New York sports. Whatever's on your mind. We got the five playoff teams in with the Knicks, the Nets, the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Devils. Looking forward to those postseason series. And of course, the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees get crushed. At home to the Twinkies. Who could have thought that would be the case? And the Mets will get set for their trip to the Bay Area starting tomorrow night, the 10-game West Coast trip. Bobby is calling from Long Island. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, hi, Sal.
3: Uh Before I get the judge, uh, if the Rangers and Islanders win, which I think was going to happen, they would play each other the next round? Wouldn't the Islanders play Boston?
1: No, 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 no. The Islanders are in the – they break it down into brackets now. It's ridiculous. So there's the Atlantic Division bracket and the Metro Division bracket. It is the Devils and Rangers as the 2-3 in that bracket. It is the Canes and the Islanders 1-7 in that bracket. Excuse me, 2-7 in that bracket. But I guess it's the one seed in that bracket is why I was saying that. Oh.
3: Okay, that's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, anyway, because I think the Bruins should play the worst team in the next, the next round, but whatever. It's a bit, but let me get to judge. Uh, you said that he sh- you shouldn't boo judge. Let me tell you something. That's a two eleven postseason hitter. <laughs> he's, under, he's under 203 <laughs> in postseason he's played He hit 139 last year in the postseason. After, and I was you a can't
4: boo time. Aaron
1: Judge, Bobby.
3: Oh, you can't boo, do it. You don't know, the Yankees. You don't think the Yankee fans are gonna,
1: if he, if he. They did to, already! Yeah, but you can't! That's it's, a, that, that's absurd! I'm, all well, I'm not one of these people who tell fans what to do because I believe you pay for a well, ticket. You're allowed to go there and certainly boo because a lot of immediate members are like, oh, that's true. you can't boo this guy. Most guys get booed, deserve to be booed. Aaron Judge, however, does not. To me, that's, like the, that's the first time probably in my life as a fan that I would say, you cannot boo this guy because he doesn't first. deserve it. He's absolved from all boos.
3: Well, if he wants to beat Derek Jeter, I mean, you know, he ain't going to be Derek Jeter hitting one thirty nine like he did last year in the postseason. I mean, Bobby, I don't
1: think Bobby. He was look. If Aaron Judge struggles this year in the postseason, fine. You want to boo him? Fine. They well, booed him like a day after he just broke the all time home run record of the American League. It was two days. I mean, come on.
6: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, look
3: and at I don't even think the you know, Maris
1: family left the building yet and they're, they're booing Aaron Judge. How is that possible? Come on, well, that's I an embarrassment. That, I mean, that is an embarrassment as a fan yeah, base. I
3: agree with you with that. I agree with you with that the regular season. I mean, you know, the idea going to be in the playoffs, and you know, but I couldn't stand during the regular season not to boo him because the guy carried the team last year. They wouldn't even be in the playoffs. Probably, probably not. Boo season.
1: the team, but, boo anybody else. You cannot, and thank you for the call, Bobby, you cannot. Boo Aaron Judge off of that year. Nobody is absolved from boos, but you cannot boo Judge after that after that season. You can't boo him two games into the postseason, whatever it was, one game into the postseason. You can't boo him off of that regular, uh, historic record-breaking regular season. Are you out of your minds? The answer is yes, I get that, that most fan bases are, or at least us passionate ones. But still, you can't do that. Rich is calling from the Bay Area.
9: Rich, Sal, how are you? How are you, Rich? Oh, Sal, man, I am. So, you don't know how hard it is to get a hold of you, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember you when you were working at the, the CBS about three years ago, right before the pandemic.
1: Oh yeah, did a lot of those and shows I told during you the pandemic.
9: That you're going to move the needle and you'd be the next Larry King, and that you'd be successful, and you were about to. You know your wife and the hospital, and and you you laughed. You thought I was funny, and I, I I love you, man. I think you're great. I want to talk about the Mets. I appreciate
1: that. You saw the stardom in me even before I became a star. I'm on my way to doing so. Thank you, Ranch. I appreciate it. (laughs) I do say so myself.
9: But Sal on on uh, on the Twitter, I tried. I was joking with you, and you thought I was some jerk or something. Oh, did I I block you? Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. I I I, 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 will, I will admit. What's your Twitter and I'll get it right now. I'll unblock you.
9: I please because and Fleegelman doesn't understand me either. Please, I love what your it. What is it? At Rich four one five at Rich four one five. I was joking. Rich Miller. I mean, I, no, no, no. Oh, uh, at R I C A. Yeah. Four four one five media. Uh, media. I love you out here. I've been touting you. I think you're the. I, you know, I was making fun one day. Oh, night. I just
1: know the, you, Rich. Yeah, I've seen no, your, oh, I've, yeah, I've seen your tweets before. Huh? Oh, right, i I'll unblock you. Keep it clean. Please. Yeah, all right, you're I'll unblocked.
9: Keep, I'll, keep Done. I'll keep it
1: clean. A lot yeah. of times, I will admit, I, if I, it just, it, if it could be anything that it could be the littlest of things, I just block yeah. somebody on purpose because I don't even want to deal with any kind of crap, and it's my way of saying, now, Sal, "Bleep you!" I thought
9: yeah. you were- I was just making fun. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I got I you.
1: Well, that's all right. You're unblocked now, so I appreciate uh, taking I, the time to call. And, and uh, now you're unblocked, so go ahead. What's your, what's you your point about the Mets?
9: Fleagleman too, because I love speaking to you. I listen passionately, and that's why I said you're the next Larry King. Because I think not only could you do, and I'm not trying to be you know overly sanctimonious. I think you could be a great interviewer. I've listened to your interviews, and I'd love to hear you interview. That you know, authors and baseball people and football, because you know your stuff. But there's so many or so less few interviewers out there, and particularly in sports. And I think you could be. I mean, I, I you're. I mean, I'm not telling you how to run your career, man. You got it. But I think you could be again. Larry well, I don't King want to. I don't right. want
1: to be Larry King. I just want to be me and do sports talk. And thank you for the call, Rich. I appreciate it. You're unblocked, mission accomplished. I do appreciate the compliment, but I do, I'd rather just talk about, I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about the team. So I thought you're going to talk about something with the Mets. That's why we took the call, but, uh, you know, let's get back to talking about the sports, which we will do so on the other side, 877 337 6666. Your calls coming up after a short break, and then we'll get you updated with Marco, and then back to me and you on the phones. It's Sal Akata on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,